podcast. I'm Shelly. I'm Paris. I'm Maya. And I am Avery. And we're back with you for episode 20. Woo woo! Clap, 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 clap. We took a week off and we know y'all missed us. We missed y'all too. But we're back with y'all for another great episode. So, Mm -hmm. what's new with y'all? What did we miss? Anything new? Thanksgiving was good. It was good. It was good. It was eventful for us. I burnt the hell out of my hand, but it was good. That's not good. I mean, it was ugly, too. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was not cute. It's healing, though. So that's what I get for making chicken instead of turkey. Mm, right. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I think that is. <laughs> right. That was the universe getting you back. Yep. Okay. Well, let's get started. Uh, Avery has our, our opening statement tonight. This quote is by Fred Hampton. And um wanted to do a quote by him because it's been 50 years since he's been assassinated, since he's been murdered by the FBI and the police. So um, his quote goes, if you walk through life and don't help anybody, you haven't had much of a life. You sure haven't. Mm-mm. You were put on this earth to help others, I think. Yeah. At least that's what I think. Right, I do too. Yeah. If you can't help someone else, you haven't really done a whole lot. Right. Exactly, and that's my issue with a lot of people rolling around here in the dough and not helping out a soul. Mm -hmm. Rolling around here with the power to change lives for the better. Nope. They don't care. Yep. So we can start with our courtroom topics. Our first courtroom topic, Michael Bloomberg is in. And Kamala oh, girl. is out. <laughs> mm. Life comes at you quick. I'd rather Kamala than Bloomberg. I'd rather but a lot whatever. of people than Bloomberg. Okay. So. Right. I actually looked him up, y'all, yes. and I didn't realize he changed parties so much. Yes, yes, quite a bit. He's still finding himself. Right. At, at <laughs> don't find yourself in, 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 in my party, though. At, at 77. <laughs> so I will say, he was a Democrat prior to 2001, and like all his life before 2001 he was a democrat i'll say that but in um 2001 from 2001 to 2007 he was a republican and then from 2007 to 2018 he was an independent and then in 2018 he returned to the democratic party and that is where he currently has found himself right now uh like i said he's 77 years old and the former mayor of uh new york On November 24th, 2019, he announced that he was running for the 2020 Democratic nomination. Another one. I'm tired. I'd rather he not, like, we don't need you. I'd rather, (laughs) people need to be dropping out, not getting in. That's what I said, I thought the goal was to, to, you know, decrease. (sighs) I feel like too though, like he has he has too many things against him. Well, there are two things I've read about him that just makes me say a hell no. And I feel like other, especially black people, would be like, hell no. <laughs> so 
He is the CEO of Bloomberg LP. It's a financial software data and media company. And as of November 2019, Michael Bloomberg was the 14th richest person in the world. I'm doing it wrong. Oh, that's that's number three of reason why I say hell no to a network. Yeah. Yeah. Like and not because he's rich. I that's my so number one is the is the stop and frisk shit. Uh, or is the stop and frisk <laughs> stuff. And then number two is when he became mayor and didn't want to pay what I call them the exonerated five, but what other people call them as the Central Park five after he didn't want to give them their money. And three is because you have so much power in the media that I can't trust you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he has I just can't. worth a 58 billion with a B dollars. I'm doing it I wrong. Can't. I am doing right. it wrong. Right. I am doing it wrong. Like, what the hell do you do with $58 billion? And I think that, like, joining the race this late in the game, when you're when you're knowing, like, people don't even have enough time to get to know you. Um, there's already candidates who have a, you know, a substantial following in the Democratic Party. It just seems like it's more of a strategic plan as far as, like, adding to the muddying of the pool of the waters already have in the democratic party, especially since he's associated with Trump as, you know, rich man, that's somebody that they, well, I'm, I believe, or I've seen, I've read articles indicating that they do have a, you know, a past relationship. So they almost have to to be a billionaire in New York city. Right. 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 So it's just like, it just, it doesn't seem like it's not genuine. Yeah, it's not genuine. He doesn't seem like he's in this to genuinely be for the people. Like, it's, it seems like something else is up his sleeve. So his top four <laughs> issues are gun violence, climate change, immigration, and equality. Which, to me, just sounds like you're not bringing anything different to the table than the, no. the 20,000 candidates we already have. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know that we need you. I mean, he said, you said what now? Inequality and criminal justice was one of the oh, two? No, 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 Criminal justice is not there. No. You know that's not oh. Michael. That's not Michael. Criminal justice. Oh, okay, <laughs> I was about to say. Gun violence, <laughs> climate change, immigration, and equality. Oh. At least it's not health care. But I'm people need damn health care. They I do, to, but I'm I over mean, health care I mean, you don't have to talk right about it so much, but I need it to be one of your forefront issues. Yeah, he do. It ain't. Yeah, he ain't worried need, about it. I need it. you to be concerned. So... Michael's plan is to skip the first four primaries and focus all his energy on Super Tuesday. So he's skipping Iowa. He's skipping New Hampshire. He's skipping Nevada. That's not even fair. And he's skipping South Carolina. And he's focusing everything on Super Tuesday. Super Tuesday is March 3rd. That's not fair. It's I mean, not that it's not fair. It's unrealistic. It's right. Like, <laughs> well, a, I but, think it's like a third of the delegates can be but, won on Super Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's realistic. He could, it's, it's possible to win and skip these, to win the nomination and skip these first four uh, other, primaries. Right. Mm-hmm. I just, even if people don't know you, but people do I know mean, him. I think it, it's <laughs> like he, he's able to do that because he's rich as hell, though. Like, he's probably paying for his campaign out of his own pocket. <laughs> he is. He's yeah. not He's not yeah. accepting any donations. And he's not, uh, well, no, he's not accepting any donations from either, like, small donors or large donors. He doesn't have any super PACs or anything like that. He has already spent, I believe, something to the tune of $150 million or something like that on, like, ad campaign and some other stuff. And he says he's a willing A penny to, in a bucket for his ass. He said he's willing to spend whatever it takes to be 45. Why does he feel like he's a qualified candidate? Because he was the mayor of New York for like nine years. But I don't know. Yeah. But what makes Yeah. I mean, it's the same way Dil de Blasio felt that he was qualified. Because all he was, yeah, was what mayor made of New York. Trump think he was qualified. Yeah, I mean, 
Quality, quality I mean, is, a, is a low bar at this juncture. Because, I mean, look at us. Look, look at where we are. It is It is a low bar. And in all actuality, like, I mean, we looking at him now, but everybody didn't think Trump was going to make it. He was in, he just found his way in somebody's party and, and made that shit work. Paid his, used his own money and shit like that. Well, well no, he we, didn't. He just well, yeah. But anyway... I mean, he's low key following like his little pathway that that the pathway Trump made to try to get there. I don't know if it's gonna work for him or not, but he's trying. Well, it's a little different because Trump was in from the very beginning. Right. Yeah, we just thought it was a but joke. Michael, yeah, just, Michael just thought it was a kind of joke. He's not gonna make any other debates. Jokes on the, us. He's not gonna make any other debates because the threshold for the debates is getting donations from X amount of people. I can't remember the number, but X amount of like small donations. He's not taking any donations. He's not gonna make any of the debates. He will not be in them. It's strictly like ads and just that talking. makes me raise my eyebrow even more because if you're not gonna make any of the debates, why are you here? Well, it's kind of, it's kind of. But you should it, want your people to get to know you. Like you that's should. what I right. as a candidate, but right? As, but in since he's not taking donations, there's no way for him to make the debates. No, that's true. He cannot make the debates in the way that yeah. he is running the campaign. It's not possible. So it's kind of like it's your fault, but it's not really your fault if you don't intend to take donations. You know, I think this there's is not done. Much it's you can like do a, purposely. it sounds like it's a waste of time at this point. I though, think it's right? done to cause confusion and it's done purposely. Like when right. Super Tuesday comes and right. I don't know, like let's just say him and Biden split you know, split, I don't know, the moderate <laughs> votes of folks. You know what I mean? Right. And that gives, I don't know, Warren or He's Biden or whoever. Kill, uh, steal, and destroy. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just there to just cause just confusion within that's the party. That's, that's essentially what steal, I think Steal, kill, and destroy. And you <laughs> we can't got tell 20 me damn candidates running. There's already confusion right. in the party. It's just right, like, but go here away. he come making confused. that shit worse. But to me, I feel like you're not even, you're, you're coming in and yes, I appreciate that you don't want to take donors, but you're not even coming in to try to introduce yourself, you know, to the country. You're not trying to to let us get to know you, to let us get to know your stance. And yes, you might have been mayor from New York, but... And that's kind of a big what, deal. What? No. I mean, the last three mayors in New York, I can name off the top of my head, and most people can. Okay. The Blasio, him, and Giuliani. Like, they, it's kind of a big no, deal. No, not to me. No. I mean, it's not no, you, but I mean, but no, you run people, New York. You, New York and California are different. You you run New York. You yes, don't run all of us. So get to know all of us. It's it's like it's like being the mayor of New York puts you on a, a national stage. A national it platform. Just does. Yeah. It, it just does. does. It's yeah. New York. Well, no. It just puts you on a platform like that. I mean, because look at it this way: he's coming into the race, and we already knew who he was. It, it, well, it I knew who he platform. was for different things. It puts you on a platform, <laughs> but part of the reason that a lot of so. In order to win the Democratic nomination, the blacks have to be down with you. Hmm. And Bloomberg has some black issues, not least of which is his stance on this stop and frisk foolishness. Okay. So stop and frisk comes from an old Supreme Court case from 1968, Terry v. Ohio, blah, blah, mm -hmm. blah. Y'all need the details. Y'all don't care. I promise. But Just what, know your rights <laughs> when you get stopped. Just know your rights. What came from the case 
is that police have the right if they think uh, if they have reasonable suspicion that a crime has been committed um they have the right to stop a person prior to this they needed like a search warrant all kind of stuff blah 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 blah. but they have the right to stop a person and then if in the stop during the stop if they think that you have a gun they have the reasonable they have the right to search you to make sure that you don't have any weapons that might cause them harm in the the, the this stop that's the frisk so in new york it was being applied in a way that they were just stopping people just random people and videos came out of how these stops were taking place the frisks were taking place uh, it was violent it was vulgar it was derogatory and it disproportionately affected black and brown people um in 2003 now i told y'all de blasio not de blasio bloomberg became mayor in 2002 in 2003 there were over a hundred thousand uh stops in New York. It was a hundred and sixty percent of these were black people, thirty-one percent were Latino people, twelve percent were white people, and fifty-five percent of all of these were people aged from fourteen to twenty-four. In two thousand eleven, there were almost seven hundred thousand stops, and fifty-three percent were black. 34% were Latino, 9% were white, and 51% of all of these were people aged 14 to 24. Now, the argument for stopping and frisking people like this was that it was cutting down crime and all this foolishness. The problem with that argument is that of those 160-odd thousand stops in 2003, 82% of them resulted in no fines or convictions. Mm. In 2011, the almost 700,000 stops, 88% of them, no fines, no convictions. So what are y'all doing and why? Just stopping. Just harassing folks. When Michael Bloomberg, as mayor, was asked about the racial disparity, Michael said, well, blacks and Latinos are more likely to be violent criminals and victims of violent crime. Where do you get that from, sir? That was Wait, where he was. Look, where do you get that, that was from? Where he was. And he also stated when he when he was asked about stopping fresh checks, he said, and I quote, we disproportionately stop whites too much and minorities too little in stopping fresh checks. And y'all just heard the stats that Shelly just said. How is that possible? Numbers don't lie. They were never they kind of in the whole time? time that they were from the whole time he was married, they were doing this. They never stopped more than I think like twelve percent of white people. Yeah, I think never. that's what it said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And sometimes like in two thousand and eleven, it was single digit percentage of stops of white people. Yeah. But black people never got under fifty percent. Never. Um so a class action suit was filed, and ultimately on August 12th of 2013, Judge Shinlin uh, ruled that stop and frisk had been used in a unconstitutional manner in uh, by the NYPD. And she ruled that they had to adopt a program where stops were authorized. Okay, so Michael Bloomberg in 2013 vowed that the city would appeal this and basically fight to the death. <sighs> I just, uh, mm. so he didn't even stop the bull. Not, no. It took a judge to mm -hmm. stop it. Mm -hmm. And then he, they did appeal it, but eventually they withdrew the appeal. The police union appealed it as well, and they continued on. And ultimately, a three-judge panel found on Halloween in 2014 that it was unconstitutional, and they had to uh, implement the changes that she said. <sighs> the stupidest part 
is that studies have been done since this has ended in New York that basically show that it was not even a helpful program to have in place. That stop and frisk wasn't. Yes, mm-hmm. that it was. It wasn't doing anything to prevent crime because, like, I mean, if you're stopping seven hundred thousand people and eighty eight percent of them didn't do anything, you just wasting time. And they just walking away. Yeah, yeah. yeah wasting time, just wasting and, time money, and money. Mm-hmm. Yep. But um, Michael Bloomberg, when he decided, well, right before he announced he was running for president, decided there'd be a good time to get up in front of a church of black people and apologize for for this policy. So I'm gonna let y'all hear his, his little apology. <laughs> My final year in office, supported for the development, support for the department had eroded. And the main reason was the practice of something called stop and frisk. Our focus was on saving lives. The fact is, far too many innocent people were being stopped while we tried to do that. And the overwhelming majority of them were black and Latino. After you leave office, you have a chance to reflect on what you did well and what you could have done better. A lot of people tell you what you could have done better. Well, in recent months, as I've thought about my future, I've been thinking more about my past and coming to terms where I came up short. Over time, I've come to understand something that I long struggled to admit to myself. I got something important wrong. I got something important really wrong. I didn't understand that back then, the full impact that stocks were having on the black and Latino communities. I was totally focused on saving lives, but as we know, good intentions aren't good enough. I now see that we could and should have acted sooner and acted faster to cut the stops. I wish we had. I'm sorry that we didn't, but I can't change history. However, today, I want you to know that I realized back then I was wrong, and I'm sorry. So, listen, he's right. He can't rewrite history. He He can't change the past, but we can damn sure change the future. It's a no for me, Mr. Bloomberg. It's an absolute no. <laughs> it's a no. You, you're only, like, the only reason why you're sitting here apologizing to black folks is because you want to run for president. Right. Like, yeah, that's it. I mean, it literally was, like, <laughs> a week before. Like, no. Where where was this? Was this the one in Jackson, Mississippi? No, this is in New York, I think. Oh. He went to Jackson, Mississippi, apologizing, too. And somebody... Somebody important, I'm so mad that I can't remember her name, but she said, and I, and it was like, it was quoted, like, we don't want your sorry apology, your fake apology. Because it, did, like, it didn't sound genuine. <laughs> at all. Like, somebody wrote that for you and said, hey, read this. They might believe that. And we don't. We don't. We don't. Keep, <laughs> we it. don't. Keep it. Keep it. Like... He has too many things against him for, like, when you run in the Democratic Party, like, you need the black vote. Yes. You ain't got necessary. it. Like, you don't have it. So you can go sit down. Save your money, bro. Save your money. 
We don't want you. Don't waste your money. You I, got it to waste. I don't right. care. I'm just not voting for you. <laughs> I probably would have felt he was more genuine had that apology came out and then we didn't hear his announcement for, you know, president. Well, I mean, he's, he's talking about he had time to think and he's been out of office. You stopped being mayor of New York on December 31st, 2013. It is 2019 and you just apologizing, bro. Like, I don't, I don't believe yeah. you. The heels of you. I yes, don't, I, don't I don't believe you. You're just trying no. to drum up support in the black community and we ain't buying it. No. Get out. At all. But I'm tired like, of politicians, I, period, one, though, one doing that. One thing about it, like, like, black people, we do some crazy shit, but in situations like this, like, we ain't dumb, bro. We you know why you here. Yeah, you don't get to implement racist policies the whole time that you're in office with the power to do mm -hmm. so, and then the mm -hmm. second that you need a vote again, it's, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do that. I, I know I was wrong now. No, bro. Uh-uh. People were telling and, you and wrong as, the entire time you were right, doing this. Right. And you ignored them, and you fought mm -hmm. them. We're not doing this. You, right, you fought them. We're not doing <laughs> this. You fought the courts. To keep this shit implemented. No. Bye. Keep your Knowing the apology. disparity in the numbers and in the treatment of the policy that you were trying and to enforce. And your response to that was, right. I mean, those Negroes be doing crimes. Yeah. Sir. Basically. Good day. No. Because the numbers also show that they're not. Because they're walking away. So they're at not. At a rate of 88%. Yeah. But you tried to, you fought the courts to try to keep this, to keep this law implemented. I ain't got time, Michael. Good day. So, right, go away. Like, <laughs> nobody wants you. If you want to fall into somebody's shit, go over there to, to the Republicans. Maybe they'll take you off that bullshit. But these black before. folks over here, we don't want you. And you need us if, if you're going to be this good, if you're going to get this nomination. Yeah. It's just a must. You must have us. That's you where everybody's looking us. at Joe Biden right now because he has them, enough of us. <laughs> like, you don't have like, me. Oh he got enough of us that Joe Biden looks like he could win, mm. which is problematic, yeah. but whatever. Uh, yeah. Who cannot win is Kamala Harris. Uh, My girl. December 3rd, Sis dropped out. She really dropped out. Uh, now, for, uh, for some months, her poll numbers have been low and lower. Um, yeah. The money's been slow to trickle in. Uh, we told y'all a couple weeks ago that she closed her New mm -hmm. Hampshire offices. Yeah, and that's true. Focusing yeah. all her attention on Iowa. Yeah. Uh, and they don't think they can do it. Uh, she posted a video on her Twitter, I think it was, talking about this. I'm going to let y'all hear that before we talk about this too much more. 11 months ago at the launch of our campaign in Oakland, I told you all that I am not perfect, but I will always speak with decency and moral clarity and treat all people with dignity and respect, that I will lead with integrity and I will speak the truth. And so that's what I've tried to do every day of this campaign. And here's the truth today. I've taken stock and I've looked at this from every angle. And over the last few days, I have come to one of the hardest decisions of my life. So here's the deal, guys. Um, my campaign for president simply does not have the financial resources to continue and the financial resources we need to continue. I'm not a billionaire, I can't fund my own campaign, and as the campaign has gone on, it has become harder and harder to raise the money we need to compete. In good faith, I cannot tell you, my supporters and volunteers, that I have a path forward if I don't believe I do. So, to you, my supporters, my dear supporters, it is with deep regret, but also with deep gratitude, that I am suspending our campaign today. 
right. That's this sad. is out. I'm disappointed. I'm sad. She yeah, I know I wasn't voting for, for Kamala, but I liked her in the race. I thought that it it kind of it it created some like good conversation and good debates that I don't think would have necessarily been had otherwise. Yeah. She kept she people should on have the toes. In. She there was a plenty of others who should have dropped yeah. out. Yeah, like I'm. Yeah, I'm thinking, that's what I was. Ex- that's what yeah, I was, I, Tulsa. I, yeah, Ugh, Amy. Amy. I Andrew, love Yang, but Yang could go. Andrew, Tom Steyer, <laughs> like so many of y'all could mm-hmm. go, Bernie. So many of y'all could go. <laughs> she just really don't like That's Bernie. The front runner. <laughs> I just you, but she stopped. You know, she closed her other offices to focus on Iowa, and it's like. Sis, why didn't you just hold out to Iowa? I don't know that she could have. I like, they not voting until February. She could have. She probably did couldn't it. afford it. Yeah, like she they don't, I don't think they had the money. Mm-hmm. That's why they had to close the ones in um in the closed offices in New Hampshire, New Hampshire and focus yeah. because they didn't have the money to do it. So I don't February is coming, but not coming. Right. Like it, right. <laughs> yeah. It's not like it's next month. It, they have a whole month and a half, two months to get through. I'm just disappointed. Like she just didn't gain as much, I guess, traction, like with I don't know. Well, part of the problem is the blacks weren't behind her. And like we said, in order to to do this, we are necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Why weren't they? Like, why y'all prefer Joe think, over her? I think I one, of the, yeah, one of the reasons why I think that she has an issue with black people is her prosecutor background yeah they don't we're not they're, they're, they're not black is, people not really with with prosecutors especially not ones that they can go and look up and see real advances within that type of office i do, I, I agree i think her prosecutorial background yeah. did hurt her and also like mm-hmm. we said the other day black people want to go with a candidate they think can win yeah. and i don't know they believe that about her I, which I, is the same I, thing I, that cory booker happened i don't think they, they because, thought that yeah, and a lot of black people, we 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 are not me per se, but black people in general are approaching this election with the mindset that oh, a white man got to be Trump. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. they think that only a white man can be Trump's white man bullshit. You know what I mean? But that's not necessarily the case. You know? Now I say that we to still- say at this point in 2007, yeah, 2007. You mm-hmm. wouldn't have thought that Barack Obama was right, winning. Right, he, it right. wasn't until after Precisely. Iowa right. that everybody mm-hmm. was like, oh, you oh, viable, viable. Okay, viable. Oh, you're right. running. <laughs> right. Right. Well, maybe man. Right. Because at this point, everybody was like, well, yeah, it's going to be Hillary Clinton. Yeah. So, I mean, she could have made I it think, to Iowa. I think, think it might have looked different, but here we are. I mean, I think also, too, the thought of, like, how Paris is saying the thought of only a white man can beat trump it's the fact that we've had like we're traumatized by the fact that hillary didn't win well the fact that she did win it still didn't well yeah the fact that you know yes she won you know the popular vote and all of that but i mean she's not the president right now and i do think that people are they don't want to bet on that anymore they want something that (laughs) they know for sure that they feel like can beat the man 44 out of the last 45 have been white men. Mm. There you go. Yeah. As messed up as that is, you know, we put out we put all our money and our and our bets on Hillary. It didn't work out. Even if it should have. Even if it should have. And she 
if you were going to put a woman as the first, she would be the, the first, one. She would have been it. Hillary Clinton and so, is more qualified than anybody running the day. Just like she was more qualified than anybody that ran well, the yeah, last time. But you know, and as, that's, as and that's much, the most mind blowing thing. It's like you see the degradation and integrity. Yeah. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? It's like she was secretary of the freaking country. You know what right. I mean? Like, what? Who? Who? <laughs> like, right. Who? Right. What about? Natural order of progression. Right. I mean, that, that, turn, that turns mm-hmm. into a whole nother conversation about, you know, propaganda and. Russia. I just don't think yeah. America was ready for a black woman president. I truly just America was barely ready, ready for uh, a <laughs> female. Oh, yeah, she's, 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 yeah. I just, I just don't. Unfortunately, you know, but I don't think, I don't think it was that was necessarily Kamala's issue being a black woman like that, like her race and her gender. I don't think that was the issue. I think it was just Kamala and all the other shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I just don't say how we're gonna say her her prosecutorial her prosecutorial background was the downfall. We I don't think that was just it, but, but that you know was black definitely people a not factor. the coolest with the prosecutors. You, you know right. this to be true, I, and it's yeah. like you know but this Maya, to be true. To, to Maya's point, true, granted, but black not only black people, Democrats were more selective about mm-hmm. who we're about to choose to run. Now, the Republicans, mm-hmm. oh, you talking some hate shit? Oh, we know. Yeah, yeah real life. <laughs> we put up a former Secretary of State as our nominee. They put up. Are we talking about some hate and some greed? Republicans on that shit. Oh, you on but, some clown shit? Okay, it's cool. We get to keep our money and can't help. <laughs> are we, are we, we not helping walk? nobody go to the doctor. I get to keep my money. Cool. Your I'm with you. Cool. cool. I don't got to pay taxes for you to get groceries. I'm with it. But you know how we are as black mm-hmm. people when it comes to criminal <laughs> justice reform and stuff. When you see somebody whose background is that of a of a prosecutor or that of what was she in California? The attorney general. The attorney, yeah. yeah, the attorney general. And she was and it's not just that, it's just the fact that people played up on the fact that she was given the opportunity to change some stuff and apparently it didn't change for the better. For black and brown people. With her saying she's, you know, for the black and brown people. Speaking of black and brown people with Kamala Harris dropping out of the race there will be none of either on the next debate stage See, it's going to be all white you know what I have a question though it's, it, for her to drop out like where was she on within the polls because wasn't it a whole lot of them up under her the last poll I saw had her at 5% it also had Michael Bloomberg at 5% Nationally. Mm. Oh, damn. Mm. Damn. Which is why I said in her little, in her little I'm leaving video when she said, I'm not a billionaire, I can't fund my own campaign. I was like, ooh, shot. She's (laughs) neck and neck with the billionaire that's funding his own campaign. I I, I, I definitely wasn't expecting her to drop out this No, me neither. But that's why I asked the question. So all these other people that we named, like, you know, Yang or whoever else, they still have the money to do this? They still have the numbers? Well, so here's the deal. No one's going to make you drop out because you don't have the money. So I don't know what their finances right. are looking like. I mean, well, if you know, you're on I the ballot, you could just be on the ballot. They're not all making the debates. They're not. Because, I mean, 
uh, Julian Castro's not making the debate or Booker's not making the debate. Like, people aren't making these debates, right. but they're still technically in the race. Right. Now, oh, okay, I got Because she said she knows that she's no longer viable. They might know it, too, and just aren't dropping out yet. So she, she's just being smart with it. Like, yeah, I'm not even said, time Yeah, she said, I would or... always tell y'all the truth. And at this point, looking at what I'm looking at, I'm not viable. So, I mean, at least you're not okay. wasting your time, our time. And she's yeah. Uh, so forty five tweeted her after she well tweeted at her. He didn't like he didn't specifically at her, but he was talking to her when she announced that she was ending her campaign. And he said, "Too bad, we will miss you, Kamala." <laughs> and she quickly responded, "Come Don't on, worry, Mr. Boots. President, I will see you at your trial." Amen. <laughs> Amen. That's going to be Come a problem on. for some other people that have not dropped out of the race yet, though, because a few of y'all are senators, and y'all are going to see him at the trial, which means that it's time you will not be on the campaign trail. So we're going to see what's going to happen. But mm-hmm. I'm happy that she's going back to that because that she she can. That's what we need her. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I don't know how much of a difference it's going to make, but it will be entertaining to watch. She can she can mm-hmm. put a person in a hot seat real good. Yeah, though. no, it's going to be entertaining to watch, but I mean, they yeah. still not going to unseat him, but it, it'll be fun. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be entertaining I'm so, I wanted her to stay I wanted her but maybe somebody will pick her up as a VP I don't know maybe we'll see I don't know I don't know if she would even want the VP though I don't yeah. know I feel like she's she too strong willed for that I don't know. Yeah, she, I think she could be a good a oh no good no I VP, think she's qualified depending. to be a good VP yeah. I don't know that she would want that yeah. especially as it like is now is she settling for like yeah it's like a second consolation plate. prize yeah I don't you know, I don't think like, she, I don't, I don't know. know that she would want that I don't know I don't not know. that I don't think she'd be good at that that I don't think she's qualified yeah. anything like that I just I don't, don't know. know that that'd be what she'd be trying to something do something she want to do yeah <laughs> yeah mm. we'll see we'll, we'll we'll see we'll see yeah but she could have took a few of her when she left though that's all I got to she say. sure could have because Tulsi could have walked right along she should have pointed <laughs> at all of them hey you come here come here come here all of us need to go. Y'all saw Come Trump uh, tweeted Tulsi congratulations about something other day. Oh, that was him. I thought that was one of just his little. It was like his campaign. Oh, his campaign page. Yeah, girl. Now I saw some <laughs> some little you know right wing page was tweeting uh, Tulsi congratulations and stuff. Tulsi's too cool with them people that are the enemies. I can't. Mm-hmm. She, she's in too close with the enemies. I cannot. No, she ain't got my moat. Mm-mm. Yeah, I can't get jiggy with it. <laughs> Nothing with her, and no, nah, I'm straight. Mm-mm. She she don't seem like. I mean, seeing what type of crowd she's around, it doesn't seem like she's too genuine in what she's doing either. Yes, the type of attention no, you attract yeah. gives me pause. Right, right, right. Like she's in the area with Bloomberg for me. Like I don't believe that you're in this. To really help the people of this country. Yeah, it's like not only is it is a no, it's like a no consideration. Like you right, can, can like mm-hmm. no, <laughs> not even thinking about you, my girl. All right, well, the Trump administration is not thinking about starving people. Um, uh, so <laughs> the USDA uh, in uh, the Trump administration's new push to uh, what's it called? What's their little executive order? He he. Reducing poverty in America by promoting opportunity and economic mobility. This is supposed really? is supposed <laughs> to create work programs and limit public assistance. What they're doing with it is about to strip um, food stamps from about seven hundred thousand people. <sighs> um, so there's already 
rules on the book that require people who receive food stamps to work 20 hours a week. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. Able-bodied people yeah. between the ages of like 18 and 49. If you're getting food stamps and you're fine, you have to work 20 hours a week. That's already and you don't, mm-hmm. and you don't have children. And you don't, right. You don't have kids. Yeah. Right. That's already there. That already mm-hmm. right. exists. Right. Um, in, with unemployment numbers, uh, with them ha- when they were rising, states were creating waivers for people with this work requirement. If you were not, if you were unemployed, unable to get work, they were waiving this twenty-hour requirement to still allow people to be able to, you know, eat. Um, apparently, that's a problem for, for forty-five in his administration, and so they have just implemented a new rule that uh, basically blocks states from waiving that 20-hour requirement, which will effectively, um, when it goes into effect, will strip 688,000 people of their benefits. Um, Greed is a hell of a drug. Yeah, so they, they it's not stopping them from waiving um, the requirements totally, but in order to waive the requirements, you have to be able to demonstrate that unemployment is at 6% in whatever area you're trying to do this. So the deal with that is nationally, the national average for unemployment is 3.6%. Mm-hmm. So that's basically, you have to be double the national average to be able to waive this requirement. That's insane. Yeah. yeah. Y'all are evil. Absolutely. Like people, <laughs> People don't just get on food stamps just to get on it. Like, people real deal need to feed themselves and their families. They tried to push a bill through Congress with this same kind of work requirement, and it was defeated, bipartisanly defeated, in both chambers. So they just did it by executive order and the the USDA. So here we are. You're really, like, how is this supposed to help poverty? It's not. Like, I'm I'm trying to punish it. Like, I'm just, I don't understand. Like, these, the people who are making these decisions are the type of people that have never had to wonder where their next meal was coming from. Nope. Right. Wonder never how they were going to pay their right. bills. Like, they've never been in those types of situations. So for you to use your power to take away common necessities that people need to live is absolutely evil. And even with the thought of the unemployment situation, I was reading this, this article... Even though un- unemployment, you know, is is down and whatnot, the article I was reading was talking about how a lot of these jobs, it seems good, but it's not really good because a lot of these jobs, people are getting a minimum wage. Mm-hmm. So they still can't really afford anything, yeah, even though they do have a job. Right. But they're working three jobs. That's what I'm saying. Right. 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 Or making, to barely mm-hmm. make ends meet. Right. Like, right. What's wrong with y'all? That's what I was going to say. Yeah. We're supposed <sighs> to be, according, according to us and our own hype, we're supposed to be the richest and most prosperous country in the world. Uh, we're supposed to be some damn shining city on a hill. Supposed to be. We're going to have people starving in the streets. Cool. Literally. Now, literally, I don't like, have a problem with the requirements. Oh, no. You know, but it's already, I, don't I, have a, I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a with problem that. with the requirement no. either. But when you're not allowing the waiver in certain situations, that makes life a whole, a whole hell of a lot harder. Yeah, because I think if, if local governments, if state governments have assessed the problem in their area and have right. determined right. that unemployment right. in their area is a problem such that they need to waive this, I think you putting roadblocks in the way of them waiving this mm. is just horrible. It's messed mm. up. Yes, yeah. that is awful. You're an evil person <laughs> and you need to go pray. 
Right. I, exactly. You you need to go pray to the God that you sitting here making these laws about. Yeah, or the same with. God that y'all say supports y'all's crazy stance on abortion is the same God that wouldn't be cool with this. Mm. Exactly. And also, I think that where it becomes malicious is the fact that granted taxpayers are paying for food stamps, you know, for whomever else, whomever needs it. However, this is taxpayers are not going to see a substantial decrease in their taxes no. based on this bill. So exactly. it's malicious in its in its um, effects. Because and you have companies like Amazon people aren't even going to notice them little few cents <laughs> like that they're going to get back from their mm-hmm. you know whatever they're paying out. So that that is the problem when you're sp- spending what the national um, budget for the military was like over fifty percent. Mm-hmm. And this is only supposed to say $5.5 billion over the course of five years. That's oh, it? That's that is just, that's it. Can these people eat, please? That's it. That is disgusting. That's it. Absolutely. $5.5 billion over five years. That's it. Michael Bloomberg about to spend more than that on this election. Right, I'm about to say. <laughs> exactly. He's worth a hundred times more than that. Like, that is, that is, oh, God. That is absolutely See, disgusting. I didn't even know the number was that low. Mm-hmm. Like, I 5. had 5 no billion. Idea. Over five years. Over five. So that's so, a little over a billion a year. 1.1 1. 1. Yeah. 1 billion a year. Wow. That's it. Starve. Who needs to eat? And how much do we put out a year? Girl. Girl. <sighs> how, oh, my God. While Amazon pays no taxes. While Trump Zero. pays no damn taxes. Zero. I just cannot. Mm-hmm. Shit, uh, Amazon themselves could feed the children. Hello, hello, <laughs> somebody. <laughs> Bloomberg could feed them children. I just want to know how is this going to reduce poverty? It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't reduce poverty. It doesn't create jobs. It don't do any of that. It just no. says, "Oh, you poor person, you can't eat." Sorry. Let's punish them. Sorry. That's exactly what it is. You're punishing people who can't feed themselves in the first place, even with the jobs that they may have. That's so heartbreaking, yeah. Well, I think it, it mostly sucks for students, you know. Um, I know people who, you're right. I know people who got food stamps through um, while they were in undergrad, and that was literally the only food that they had was the food that they were able to get through food stamps. Okay. And they were going to school to try to better themselves. This how they ate? This is America. And now they don't have that? I'm just, I'm so tired. Well, yeah. I'm so tired well, of this country not living up to its own damn hype. I'm, I'm so tired. And it, this is, this conversation is not to say that, oh, everybody's on food, that's on food stamps is going to lose, you know, their money. But um, it's for those people who essentially can't find a job, mm-hmm. you know. Is this supposed to be like a like a negative reinforcement to motivate folks to, I guess, it sound get like a job? Tough lo- gone wrong you know yeah yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's what it sounds like like tough love isn't always the best love <laughs> especially when the alternative is the fact that you may have some some people out there not feeding themselves and and in low-key low-key this program kind of incentivizes like having children because no. This is right, people. right. This is I guess I need to have kids so I can be <laughs> able to feed myself. And them too. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Oh. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, George Zimmerman's still trash. Not that we thought he wouldn't be trash, but He's he keeps proving trash. how I'm ever more George trash Zimmerman he is. is still alive, child. Right. Right. George Zimmerman is and still free. alive. Hold on. Alive and free. <laughs> Roaming around these streets. Alive but and free. free and alive. In and that still order. disgusting and just reckless in life. He like all kind of gangsters and killers out he, here. George Zimmerman is still alive. When okay. you Lock look up the, the definition of scum of the earth, his his picture should be there. The absolute scum. Worst. The absolute. Can we call worst. him a thug? A th- I, I got, he is scum. I have even more choice words than that for George. Mm. Hell yeah. Uh, George Zimmerman and his lawyer, y'all. Okay, so his his lawyer's name is Larry Clayman, but I promise when I first read it, I read Larry Klansman. I'm just saying. <laughs> And it it probably fits because it's claiming with a K. I, I promise. Uh, I read it claim. probably fits. Did you read what what other lawsuit he, frivolous lawsuit he brought yes. up? Uh, brought up Larry. Larry was it with the birther movement. Yep, Larry, he was with the birther. Larry said that Saddam Hussein and not Timothy McVeigh was behind the Oklahoma City bombing in nineteen ninety five. Larry, uh, what else did Larry say? Larry's stupid. Yeah, basically, basically, Larry's stupid. Uh, I wonder if Larry's getting calls, though, because Larry posted this old crazy lawsuit on his page with his good old law office number right at the bottom. Larry's probably getting lots of calls right now. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> As he should be. As he should be. All right. Uh, so they filed a lawsuit in the 10th District Circuit Court of Polk County, Florida. They being who? George Zimmerman and Klansman Larry. Okay. Um, they are suing... It's a gang of defendants. Okay. They're suing Trayvon Martin's parents. So Sabrina Fulton and Tracy Martin, their attorney, Benjamin Crump, the state of Florida, a few prosecutors, the Florida Department of Law Enforcement, Rachel Jontel, and Brittany Eugene, and HarperCollins. So HarperCollins is a publisher. They just published a book by Benjamin Crump called uh, Open Season. Uh, and the book is about basically genocide on black people in America. Uh, and I think it, it specifically talks about George Zimmerman a couple times, blah, blah, blah. Nobody cares, George. Um, George claims he's a victim of conspiracy, malicious prosecution, and defamation. Where? Mm-hmm. I think, so I think I read that there was like this documentary or something that yes. came about of the conspiracy. Yes. So, and they are believing like the information that was in the documentary. A documentary came out called the Trayvon hoax, unmasking the witness fraud that divided America. Now I don't really understand why white people think that America just became divided. Like, I don't really get this whole, Oh my God, you're dividing us. Everybody. When were we thing unified? Has been, she has been divided. America has been divided since the the first Where day the that hell? it was the land was stolen. I just it's don't understand. Divided. Like y'all really bought into y'all own hype, huh? It's been divided since Christopher Columbus got lost <laughs> and then took some shit that he think he discovered. Like people already never were. been together. Let me come discover your damn house. Right. I just. But yeah, so the witness fraud that uh, divided America. So what he was talking about, the witness fraud part. So I don't, I don't know how closely y'all follow. I know everybody knows the, um, the story that happened for Trayvon Martin and that George Zimmerman was acquitted, but I don't know how, how closely everyone watched the actual trial. But in the trial, there was a witness, uh, Rachel Jontel, 
And she testified that she was on the phone with Trayvon Martin as all this was occurring. So the claim that the director, who was also a crazy person, Joel Gilbert, made in the documentary is that Rachel John Teal wasn't actually the person on the phone with Trayvon Martin. It was actually her half-sister, Brittany Eugene, who did not want to testify in trial. And so everyone conspired to have Rachel testify instead of Brittany. Now, that's crazy as hell. Just, if, if you watch Rachel, her testimony... It would be real clear to everybody mm-hmm. that if they could have, if mm-hmm. they were just picking mm-hmm. people to testify, she wouldn't have been the pick. Right, right, right. That right. don't make no damn sense. Right. <laughs> like she was an awful witness. I believe the girl, and she still was an awful witness. Yeah. Like I just that don't make any. Like sense. if we were doing some conspiracy stuff, it would have been somebody better. We would have conspired like, better. <laughs> right. <laughs> that didn't make any sense. But um, Joel Gilbert, the director. He's been a repeat guest on InfoWars, and he's made more than one documentary uh, talking about all kind of crazy right-wing conspiracy theories. Uh, The the lawyer, Larry Clayman, he also is a a right-wing conspiracy theorist. So, I mean, they're suing for $100 million. I don't know if I said that. Oh, no, you didn't. $100 million. It sounds like Dr. Evil. So you was never worth that much in your life. Right. And ain't going to be now. And I don't know why about you to get thrown you're about out. to get from anybody. Right. I just can't. Y'all, the, the lawsuit is 36 pages. Where's the malicious prosecution? Where's the defamation? Like, I'm trying to think. So Everything I heard is pure facts. you killed an innocent about, like, boy. To, why, why are you even sitting here still making people go through this? Like, literally. Sold the gun for profit. Yep. Uh, and then, and then, um, describe the gun as a piece of American history. Mm. Yep. And mm. I quote: "It said a piece of American history." I got. I when I was reading the article, I was pissed at and that. You know like, what? Are you serious? The, the you know what? And the sad part is that he's not even lying because over the course of American history, we have romanticized the killing of black people. Mm-hmm. So. This is what we glorify, you know, to an extent. Not glorify, but we, through our art, which a lot of time reflects our reality, mm-hmm. we romanticize killing. And, like, the swinging of bodies from trees, the bloodying of backs, you know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. like, it, and now it's bullets. Yeah. It's it's disgusting, it's sad, but it, it it's real, you know what I mean? It, mm-hmm. It, you know, it's depressing. Claiming. He just need to go on. Like that's how I feel. Just he, go on. He does, on. and it's like inju- insult to injury, right? You know I mean? that's right. But it's just the just last, it's crazy. Black. It's crazy this because woman's like child was taken from her. You yeah. did not go to jail. You still breathe the air in your body. And you I mean, the nerve can... to say you want a hundred million. And I mean, <laughs> even on top of all of that, like if we look at what he has done or what his his timeline ever since the Trayvon Martin trial, like you've had two domestic violence mm-hmm. issues with two different girlfriends. Mm-hmm. Um, like you've had so many issues to where you could have had charges brought against you, had them dropped, all this other stuff. And here you come with this shit as if you're the victim. Like you are never the victim and you would hey, never be looked at as but, the victim. But you know what, y'all, he does not believe that he's the victim. He, he likes the attention that comes from 
the death of Trayvon Martin. And, you know, as soon as something dies down, oh, let me do something else to get get back in the news. That Article actually is what it sounds like. You got to sell his art and stuff. Deal. He knows. He knows yeah. he's not about, not about to get $100 million from these people. Because, first of all, where they going to get it from? And secondly, Blum. you killed their child. So, forget so Clayman you. said, George Zimmerman seeks justice not just for himself. But for all those others victimized by dishonest prosecutors who seek convictions to further their political and unethical agendas to advance their careers. He also seeks justice against those who would divide the nation by pitting the races against each other for fun and profit, including the Martin family attorney, Benjamin Crump, and his Mm. friend, Al Sharpton. Mm. Al Sharpton ain't even a defendant. They just throwing out names. Al's, Al's not mentioned in the lawsuit. They just, boop, let me just throw this in for this statement. You can get this smoke too, huh? Girl, look. When I, realized, when I realized he was the attorney on the birther um, situation, I already, like, you can't be trusted. <laughs> you made yourself believe that this situation, these this False information about Obama was something that you could really take to court to say that he couldn't run for president. You don't get your ass. So Benjamin Crump released a statement on his behalf and on behalf of Trayvon's parents. And he said, I have every confidence that this unfounded and reckless lawsuit will be revealed for what it is. Another failed attempt to defend the indefensible and a shameless attempt to profit off of the lives and grief of others. The plaintiff continues to display a callous disregard for everyone but himself, Mm -hmm. re-victimizing individuals Mm -hmm. whose lives were shattered by his own misguided actions. He would have us believe that he is the innocent victim of a deep conspiracy, despite the complete lack of any credible evidence to support his outlandish claims his tale defies all logic and it's time to close this door to close the door on those baseless imaginations imaginings sorry amen amen mr crump amen yeah oh my gosh but it's like how do you even have like even just the gall to even do something like this because he's scum absolute scum george zimmerman's still alive I just, I, I can't get past that. Like, I'm stuck. <laughs> I'm stuck. He's still alive. He's still this breathing air. crazy in. Florida. Y'all, y'all get everything else wrong. Florida. Ugh. Why y'all can't get this one wrong? <laughs> Florida they got it wrong when he walked, when he yeah, walked Florida, away. Yeah, Florida, the land yeah, where, where Casey I'm Anthony and George Zimmerman walking free. Wrong, I just, man. I don't understand. I'm saying wrong as in but killing you somebody. Would, <laughs> you, would, you would think that after all of this, that he would just go into his little corner and don't come out. But he just, he, he like just continues. Yeah, he's, he's like a cockroach. <laughs> like a cockroach just won't die and leave us alone. And I don't, look, I don't mean him to die, but like, bro. I mean, okay. Okay. I'm okay. Yeah, I have a stump of roach about 30 times and it still get up and get the running. (laughs) That's what this is. (laughs) Leave them damn people alone. I don't don't really care about you suing the the state of Florida. I don't really care about that. Right, but why you got to bring Sabrina Fulton and Tracy Martin the hell alone? Mm -hmm. You've done enough. Leave them people alone. Like, Leave them alone. They have suffered ever since you took the life of their son. 
for no reason. Leave people alone. Leave them alone. I, I really don't care about everybody else that you're suing. I, I don't care. Even Benjamin Crump, I don't care. Leave them damn parents of his alone. Alone. He really should thank God for every breath that he draws. Yes. That's infuriating. Like, and I don't even know the young man. You know, I just know the 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 compassion that the country had for him and his and the pain his family had to go through going through this situation. Well, part of the country. Well, yeah, part of the country because you have some people that are on the other side of the fence. Like so. whoever the scum is that bought that damn gun. Like I just. Mm. Yeah, like like it's crazy that he actually had people. He's going to buy this. He sold right. it for like over a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, bidding. Like made good yeah. money off mm-hmm. of a murder weapon that you killed a child with. Like I don't know what's wrong with y'all. You killed a child with that. I just, like I'm I, just. I don't know what's wrong with y'all. I'm taken back. That's just the fact that like the balls it took for you to say, I want to do this. But you see what type of lawyer he had to get to file this shit. Yeah, a lawyer who the yeah. uh, ethics committee, the D.C. Legal Ethics Panel, has recommended that he be barred from practicing law for 33 months because there was a complaint filed against him from a former client who said that he financially exploited her after she did not um, take his sexual advance- advances. So there's that. Larry scum, Georgia scum, and I hate you all. Yeah, absolute, absolute scum, absolute scum. You too, Joe Gilbert. Hate you all. Like I feel like you know. Well, look, I don't, I don't wish death on nobody, but you can go take your ass to live in Antarctica and not come back. Yep. Yeah. Like, go. We'll don't come back. We'll settle for that. Yeah, definitely settle for that. I don't want to be the one to say, you know, I don't wish death on nobody, but take your ass to Antarctica and don't come back. Stay. Let me say, if George Zimmerman was to have an unfortunate accident, I'd share no tears. Not a <laughs> I definitely wouldn't share Not any tears. Because you didn't, he, I mean, you didn't shed no tears when you killed somebody in cold an blood. Unfortunate so. non-accident. No tears. Yeah, like, freak accident. I don't care. That unfortunate non-accident. <laughs> <laughs> Got no tears for you, bro. None. None. All my tears are spent on Trayvon. Got none for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I shed tears for a young man that I've never met before. Yeah, but that the happens. situation was so hurtful that I shed tears for that young man. And I, I, I share hurt right now for his parents having to deal with this. Mm-hmm. I don't imagine this is going to go very far. I imagine this will be thrown out fairly quickly because like if y'all read like it's 36 pages if you read it any of it you're gonna just be like well first of all you're gonna be pissed off because of how they're characterizing things they're spinning it all it's, it's awful but you're gonna read it and be like wait what this doesn't mm-hmm. this doesn't make logical sense like what i mean i when about? i read the article i was like and got to the reason why i was like what all because of some some documentary that has that's not founded no, in facts, right? Truth. That's not founded in facts. They like, what's well going facts on? Truth. <sighs> but yeah, it's 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 sad, and he's absolute scum, and uh, I'm gonna stop before I say something really mean. On a happier note, 
Trump's getting impeached. Whoop whoop. Well, well, we'll see. No, 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 hell no. There's no we'll see. Trump is getting impeached now. Whether or not Trump, whether or not Trump be removed from office is something different. But Trump ass is getting impeached. It's happening. Nancy called for the articles today. It's happening. He's being impeached now. The Republicans ain't gonna remove his ass. We know this. Yeah, we know that. He will be. They don't have enough backbone to do that. He'll be the third president in American freaking history. To be impeached, no matter what happens from here on. Well, from the articles actually being filed, she called for him today, but they'll be filed later on. But from whatever happens mm-hmm. from then on, there will always be a damn asterisk by your name. Always, you have the dirty eye. So today, Nancy Pelosi got on TV, baby, <laughs> baby. <laughs> she was so petty. I love Nancy. Okay, y'all. People didn't want Nancy to be the Speaker of the House. And I'm like, but who's it going to be? Because it's Nancy. Na- okay, so I'm going to just let y'all. Well, no, 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 no. That's the that's when they pissed Nancy off. Let me find the first video when Nancy was just talking. Sadly, but with confidence and humility, with allegiance to our founders, and a heart full of love for America, today I am asking our chairman to proceed with articles of impeachment. I commend our committee chairs and our members for their somber approach to actions which I wish the president had not made necessary. That's political in the video. <laughs> but yeah, so she called for the, the articles of impeachment to be drawn up and they're hoping to get a vote in before Christmas. The last day of session is December 20th. So we'll see. Merry Christmas. He's not going nowhere, unfortunately. He's not going anywhere. But, I mean, this is all the Democratic House could right, do. Right, right, right. And right. so, and I and I, I commend them for doing it because knowing mm-hmm. that it's not going anywhere in the Senate, it still needed to be done. Mm-hmm. Right. Because if it wasn't right, done, right. like, if they don't impeach you over this, what the hell do you impeach somebody over? Exactly. Whether or not exactly. your party... Is is gonna be like gonna have the balls to do something about what you've done? The rest of us need to stand up and say what you've done is not okay. Right. Right. So right. we all know Republicans are bullshitty. We we know this to be true, and they're not gonna I mean, do anything but... because they are bullshitty. But the rest of us, the same delegation, needs to say something. And I'm I'm happy that they are doing this because this allows you know history to record what mm-hmm. happened. Forever. So if this if the Republicans don't you know, remove him, then it'll be noted in history that he was impeached. And However, every senator is going to have to mm-hmm. go on record and vote to keep his ass in office after everything yep. that we see. Yep. Well, I was looking and it said like, you know, the the uh, not momentum, but the, I guess the approval or, or I guess I guess the public wanting to impeach Trump like that has been dropping. I guess folks don't want him impeached. But and I'm like, still, why not? It's still higher why than not? it's been for any other president, like in modern history, to go. including Bill Clinton, who was impeached. Yeah, that... the approval for impeaching Trump right now is still higher than the approval yeah, ever is. was for impeaching Bill Clinton. It is. Wow. So like the whole Republican argument, like, oh my God, I can't believe you're doing this. Well, why can't you believe it? What's confusing? Where we lose you? Catch up. 
But his people still want him, so like you said, it don't matter. Yeah, that same thirty percent that no want him the whole time. Not unseating him because their constituents still. I just don't know how you support History's that man. History's gonna drag but... y'all asses. Y'all know the that, only right? the only thing I could think of is just the fact that you are very greedy in your own things that you get from them. That's it. They're in it for Supreme Court justices, which we tried to tell y'all before this happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're in it for federal judges, which is also being continually messed over. Uh, and they're in it for overturning laws that a whole bunch of y'all like, which we tried to explain to y'all before we got here. But here we are. But that was the whole reason to make people feel like, you know, for the polls have turned into what they did. Mm-hmm. Y'all know what I just thought about? What? Imagine right now, like, a clip coming out where <laughs> Elizabeth Warren was saying... Oh, yeah, when I go out with guys, all I do is just, like, walk up to them and start kissing them and grabbing them by the balls. They lose their minds. <laughs> they, let they, do, they, they let you do... They lose their minds. Their minds. They uh, let you do anything. I have so much money. They The boys just love me. Oh Imagine my God. <laughs> Joe Biden came out doing it. The Republicans' heads would explode. Yep, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then all those like, hardcore Christians would be... Who support <laughs> Trump would be... Because a blowjob and a lie was enough to impeach Bill Clinton. But all yep. of this, this man yep. withholding money that was congressionally allocated to Ukraine to fight our enemy, Russia, because whether or not his dumb ass knows it, they are our goddamn enemies. Like, what? But that's not enough for y'all. Mm-mm. Okay. Mm-mm. Not at all. Well, y'all know, I told y'all in the group chat that I was spending time with folks who were advocating for him. Girl, I would have to leave. And it was it. very yeah, yeah. interesting to hear what their were the perspectives. Arguments? I just Okay, the main argument was that outside of Trump as a person, he apparently represents the party that upholds Christian values. And so, but it's like this weird skewed version of Christian values. By Christian values, abortion, you know, gay marriage, and all that. The Bible really doesn't talk about abortion. The Bible does say that life begins at birth. It does say that. That part's in there. So that was the argument. That was the argument for. So is it is it Christian to to take away possible you know food and. Things from well, if you slice and dice, like, you find a scripture for everything, right? I mean, when you I, weaponize the Bible yeah. to, to fit your narrative, I mean, if you you're gonna to, find a scripture. A man that doesn't work doesn't eat. You can find it if you're trying to slice and dice I mean, just to just to support your own bullshit. You can find it. That doesn't mean that's how it was intended, but you can find that's it. That's true. That's true. So it's just ve- it's just very interesting to hear the arguments of the. Christian, I never thought I'd hear that with the type of, you know, the type of history Trump has, it equals to Christian value. Well, the he represents the Republican Party, and the Republican Party is the party that apparently represents Christian values because the Democratic Party really? they are anti God, anti Christian, <laughs> anti. How? You could have. You know what? No, 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 no. My who, who my head is not a, my head is not about to hurt tonight. <laughs> you, ma'am. I ta- I take my questions back. <laughs> Let's continue. I mean, do they know about Jesus? I don't know. Like, I don't know. have they met? I don't. 
I don't get it. I mean, I'm not I'm a super Bible confused. scholar, but I know, I remember like one of the things is like God's main thing was like love, you know, like love right. your neighbor, turn the other cheek, do all of this stuff in, in, in love. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And the greatest of these is love. That Judge man not yeah. does not Judge. represent love to me at all. Does not represent I mean, love, compassion, understanding, all those things that Jesus did, witnessing and, and going out to the sinners and, and bringing them in. I don't see none of that. If anything, this party is trying to ex, you know, they're trying to exclude anyone who they're does not the look like them or in their class. Those, they are the type of people that would banish poor people for being poor. Mm. <laughs> like, I just, I, I can't, I can't, I, I can't. I, I, my head is starting to hurt already. And I told myself, no, I'm not going to, I was guess we very can say interesting. Before, they did say that. They don't particularly like Trump as the person. So I did get that. They don't like him. But apparently the Republican Party is the party that represents Christian values. Because they say I don't, it a lot. I actually... Because that's really all it is. They just say they represent service. Christian values. They just say it. Yeah, but, but they I don't, mean, it's not nothing in, it's that not they practice, do. though, when you yeah, break no, down no some of the things that they do, that, though. No policies they push, nothing they do actually, like, shows that. They just say mm-hmm. it a lot. They just say it a lot. And when you think about different things like the implementation of this this law to basically put more uh, roadblocks in allowing people to get food stamps, that is that's 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 not it. Like even even laws like that, like that's not it. People are going to go hungry because of that. Mm. It's like I slit your throat in Jesus name. So it's OK. Like I. I <laughs> I just I I can't I can't fathom it like how you can sit here and say how much you love Jesus and you're a Christian I am I love Jesus I'm a Christian but we can't be we can't be praising the same God can't yeah, we're not talking about the same we're talking we about cannot be I don't know the Jesus they're talking about my, my <laughs> has skin and hair like a lamb I don't know who y'all are talking about it's probably that blue eyed suki hair white man I don't know him. <laughs> Oh, Shelly, stop. <laughs> I, but no, I, 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 know, mean, I don't know him. They don't, because they don't know my Jesus. So mm. clearly we're not talking about the same person. We, we think- can't, we can't be talking about the same person because I don't have an issue with giving my tax dollars for people to be able to go to the doctor and get food. Nat- natural necessities that people need in their life. Yeah. My I complain, look, I complain about taxes, but I can still live with you taking them taxes. Mm-hmm. There are some people that need that out of my check. Like, and I don't mind that. But you have people who are so greedy to where, like, they're quick to say, I don't want the government in my money, but turn around and... Want the government <laughs> in my health care and, 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 right. and in my uterus. Right. Right. I was trying to equate it, you know, just listening. Like, okay, if... Like if if Bernie if Bernie won, like you know Bernie, I don't really like Bernie. He's not my number one front runner, no, you know, whatever. But <laughs> he he is the person who's representing the party that aligns with my interest. So that's how I was trying to take it and remain, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. in the conversation the and try problem? to understand the other perspective. My only issue was them trying to say that the Republican Party was a party that represents. Christianity, and I'm like, well, even I don't even get to that believe is. that the party represents their interest. Are are they very rich? Well, no, they say then they, they don't represent their damn interest. Well, 
I it just don't understand. Christian values. That, that was their the only argument. interest? That was it. That That's was the only o- That was the only thing. They so are a Christian bullshit, first. It's still okay. They are a Christian first, Ooh, and it represents their Christian values. That's what it was. Not that they like Trump, not that they support Trump, but that but they he support represents the Republican you really Party. You can't say I don't support Trump, but I'm voting for him. It was like you can't A really plus do that. B plus C. Well, you don't really support Bernie, but if he gets the nomination, you're going to vote for him. Yes. That's what But then saying. I would have to say that I support Bernie. You cannot do both. Yeah. But you have if said you, before you, won't, I, you I, don't support Bernie, but you will. No, 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 no. But once I vote for you, then I support, support you. you. You can't cast a vote for somebody and then holler, I don't support you. You have literally supported them. Supported that person. I've never cast a vote for Bernie. Today, (laughs) I do not support Bernie. I don't foresee me supporting Bernie. Now, if he hijacks my Democratic nomination with his non-Democrat ass, I would have to vote for him. I would. And And then I would have to say that I have supported Bernie. Which I praise Lord. I Lord, Lord. Help us out. Help us. I just can't. I just... Um... Anyway, Nancy got Buck. I think the president is a coward when it comes to helping uh, our, our kids who are afraid of gun violence. I think he is cruel when he doesn't deal with the, the, helping our dreamers. The, of which we're very proud. I think he's in denial about the constitu- about the uh, climate crisis. However, that's about the election. This is about the elect. Take it up in the election. This is about the Constitution of the United States and the facts that lead to the president's violation of his oath of office. And as a Catholic, I resent your using the word hate in a sentence that addresses me. I don't hate anyone. I was raised in a way that is full, a heart full of love and always prayed for the president. And I still pray for the president. I pray for the president all the time. So don't mess with me when it comes to words like that. Nancy said, don't mess with me. Now, we know she lied when she said she prayed for him. Well, she knows she... No, no, because what do you pray for? I pray for him, too. But I don't pray you... for him. Oh, I do, but what are you praying about? I don't pray for him. Mm-hmm. I, oh, I pray. I, I do pray not pray for him. He's in lots of prayers. I'm not praying for goodwill. I don't pray for him. Not at all. I pray for people. He's... Uh, mm. I don't. I pray God's I, will be done. I, I think, pray for him know, to leave office. I pray for him to fall off a cliff. I pray for all kinds of things. <laughs> He's in there. Oh, Lord. Nancy didn't say what she prayed about. You pray Nancy for his downfall. <laughs> Nancy said she I prayed. Think, you know, I pray too. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I'm happy she got buck on that ass, though. Like, I am happy she did that because you was trying to be messy. So, yeah, if y'all haven't seen the clip where she's kind of hard to hear, she was walking away from the podium. Yeah. She was done. And the reporter yelled out, well, I mean, are y'all doing this because you hate Donald Trump? And she stopped and was wagging that finger. Don't say that I hate da-da-da. And then when she got louder, it's because she took her ass back to the podium. 
to make so you sure can hear that her. you can hear her clearly. <laughs> but I hate that. Like, like you're trying to change the narrative. It's not about right. hating this man. It's the fact that right. he violated his, uh, you know, his duties. Nancy said she don't hate anybody. Right. And she and don't she articulated her answer so well. She's, you know, she stated, I think he's cruel when he does this. I think he's, you know, in denial when he does this. And then she's talked about the Constitution. Like, I don't hate him, which I'm, I don't really know how she thinks. But, you know, don't come up here saying I, I, I'm going through this because I hate him. No, he's 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 done things that yes. warrants us going through this. We're here because we're supposed to be here. Right. Full stop. Full <laughs> right. stop. We're supposed to be here. I'm That's doing why my job. we're here. Right. Talk to him about it. Right. He's the reason we're here. Right. Right. I'm doing my job. I'm doing mm-hmm. with my good people who elected me. I'm doing what they asked me to do. Exactly. And she sure is. Sure. Exactly. So don't come asking me no no dumb questions. If she could have cursed, I'm pretty sure she would have cussed him to smithereens, bro. It'd be real good if Trump and Pence get removed from office, then we can have President Pelosi. That'd be cool. Ooh, child. <laughs> <laughs> I'd get behind a President Pelosi. <laughs> Talking sassy like that. I like that. <laughs> she got him together real quick. All right, y'all, that's the end of our courtroom topics. So for our first kitchen table topic, do y'all watch America's Got Talent? No. Me either. No. Never cared. I don't like any of those shows, though. I don't watch American Idol. I don't watch any of that stuff. Does American Idol still even come on? I don't, I don't watch any of that stuff I either. Last time back. I watched American I Idol. Did, but I don't know. See, that's, that's how much I don't watch. Oh, I, don't, I don't watch The Voice. I don't watch any of that. No. America's Got <laughs> Talent is about to go into its 14th, uh, 14th season. For season 14. Is this a show Nick Cannon hosts? He used to. He doesn't anymore. Oh, okay. But yeah, yeah, it was. So, uh, Gabrielle Union and Juliana Huff were um were judges new judges for season 14 um people have referred not specifically them but insiders have referred to the culture of nbc being kind of toxic mm-hmm. um so in april jay leno uh is it late show tonight show one of them shows i think it was he do one of them yeah late i think it's the late shows. show yeah, or no the late show's david letterman so it's tonight show it don't matter it's one of them one of them shows i don't watch well, I actually watched one of them more now that Stevens is there, but Stephen Colbert. But prior to, never watched it. Anyway, Jay Leno and uh, the judges of America's Got Talent were doing like a, um, they were recording like a segment. And there's a picture of Simon Cowell, who is the owner of America's Got Talent, him and his production company. But um, there's a picture of Simon Cowell on the wall with his pet dog. And Jay Leno made the comment, something to the effect of it was uh, the picture looked like something one would find on the menu at a Korean restaurant. He said this oh, in front dog. of he Ooh, said he this wrong. in front of Asian staffers and other people heard this. People were offended. Uh, Gabrielle Union was encouraging people to go to human resources. And apparently, allegedly, Simon Cowell was asking her to not take it to NBC. Uh, other than that, and so that the line that he said about the uh, the Korean people ended up being cut, so they didn't make it well, to, I would hope to, so. to production. Another I hope incident you cut happened. It too. Another incident happened. It was some. I'm not even sure what the context of it was, but there was some act that Gabrielle Union felt had um, racist like undertones, and she was saying that they shouldn't be allowed to like to, to perform it. She said it was racially insensitive, and they allowed the act to go forward, but ultimately again. 
it didn't make it to TV. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that they said was that they kept telling her at least six times that her hair was too black for their audiences. What is that? What is too black? Girl, I don't, you gonna have to ask NBC. They, they exactly. don't. Exactly. Don't elaborate. NBC telling her that, or they was said it, it was America's like the, Got Talent. Well, well, the America Got Talent people, but I okay. mean, it's on NBC. So I mean, oh, okay. these are these y'all people. I don't. I don't know. If mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm assuming these y'all people. Like you, you got to deal with your employees. You hired them. Yes, I mean, I, I now Gabrielle. She, I, at some point, she had braids and different things, but I mean, she's a black lady. Y'all gotta tell me what two black means, because right. they didn't elaborate. From right, from, I from mean, all the articles, there, and, there's no elaboration. There's just it's too black. too black. But I would need a definition too, because are you telling me that I can't wear my hair the way I've been wearing it all now, my life on. in these braids, in this natural hairstyle? But do in you this ever wig? hear people saying? That's too white. Like, your hair is too white. What is that? Like, even if someone has said that's too white, what is too white? Like, what is too something that you just are? Yeah. How can you it's be offensive. overdoing what it's you are? It's offensive to anybody. You're too Asian. You're too, like, that should be offensive to anybody who is who they are. And somebody tells you, I am too much of who I was born to be. Okay, anyways, is, is she suing so them or something? in November, it was announced that Gabrielle Union and Juliana Huff will not be returning as judges. Oh, they initially, Did they? Initially, Gabrielle Union, I'm not sure what Juliana's agreement was, but initially, Gabrielle Union signed a three-year deal. She completed one. Uh, huh. I hope she got a good severance. Right. There you go. So they were saying that the... Um, the the ratings of the show dropped and I think they did drop but the social media presence of the show doubled and half of the talk on the social media was about Gabrielle Union so she's the reason yeah. why we were talking about your raggedy ass show but sure <laughs> right mm-hmm. <laughs> but she's too black she's too black or her hair is too black mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. child mm-hmm. Gabby go on go on and and be good with your child and Dwayne and y'all just so a gang of celebrities, y'all, a gang of celebrities were um, coming to Gabrielle's support. People like Patricia Arquette, Will Smith, Holly Robinson-Pete, Ellen Pompeo, Kerry Washington, and a whole lot more. I saw Ariana Grande, all kind of names uh, came out and supported Union. And on Tuesday, she said that she had a five-hour conversation with NBC and America's Got Talent is X. She called it productive. I don't really know what that means per se, but she called it productive. And she did say she basically, it's not verbatim what she said, but she spoke her black ass truth. And um, NBC says they're launching a probe into what happened and why she was fired specifically. So that leads me to believe that America's Got Talent has some autonomy away from NBC and is able to kind of move on their own a little bit. So I don't really know, but they they said they're, they're trying to figure out what exactly went down. Yeah, we so. will see what happens. Any no updates? We will bring them to y'all. Is anybody really watching that show, anyways? I mean, it's been on fifteen seasons. Somebody has to be. It's just somebody has to be watching it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not watching it though. But <laughs> and I would Get like to coins, say I Gabby. rather enjoy Gabrielle Union's hairstyles. <laughs> Gabrielle Union is fabulous. I love yeah, her. So. Gabrielle Union my whole life since I first saw her. Okay, always fabulous. I I, I like her so. Like the whole family, I'm here for the to, for the union right. weights. Right, just <laughs> yeah. So a, a lot of big name wedding sites and companies have said that they're either gonna cut back on how they talk about or not promote at all. 
plantations as wedding venues. So y'all know I'm all in for this because I hate that. God bless. We know how you feel about I plantation weddings. Hate it. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. So depending on it's a, it's a bunch of different companies. It was Pinterest, The Knot, Wedding Wire, and Brides have all uh, pledged to either do something like this, and Zola as well. Zola has vowed to remove plantations from their venue listings altogether. Um, oh wow! Yeah, yeah. So how this all started? There's a um, a racial injustice organization called the C- uh, Color of Change. Color Change in October sent um, companies, these wedding companies, an email requesting a dialogue, basically. So um, the president of Color Change, Rashad Robinson, said, you have a multi-million dollar industry that makes money off of glorifying sites of uh, human rights atrocities. And for us, that's outrageous. So basically, they kind of just slid in their DMs and was like, so what's up? Why y'all doing this? Let's talk about it. Oh, I commend them for at least mm-hmm. taking the conversation and listening and doing something yeah, about I mean, that's basically, it. Me too, like yeah. That. That's basically what happened. They were like, so y'all are doing this. Let's talk about why. Okay. And, uh, of course, you have people that are critics of this. Um, Mr. Willie McRae is the owner of Bull Hall Plant, Boone Hall Plantation and Gardens in Charleston, Carolina. It's a very popular wedding venue there. And Mr. McRae said, we've been a farm for 300 years. I don't want to make anything racial out of it. There were bad a acts farm. that happened at some plantations, but not all plantations. You called this it a farm. was one of the first ones that taught slaves to read and write. Are slaves. you kidding slaves. me? Slaves. I think he missed the key. Slaves. That, that's what M- Willie McRae said. But slaves, nonetheless. <laughs> slaves. Yep, yep. Slaves. Emphasis on slaves, my boy. And you boy. called it a farm. And I was stuck on the farm. Like and he doesn't want to make it was a plantation. It. Call it what it is because you make your money off of selling it as a plantation, not a farm. You don't say a mm-hmm. farm wedding. You say nope. plantation wedding. Period. Say what it is. I don't understand the white people that are confused about this. Y'all not holding damn weddings at Auschwitz. What's wrong with y'all? That makes good sense mm-hmm. to you. Exactly. When mm-hmm. when I read an article, one thing that I like always helps me in arguments is the comparison of things, right? And when somebody, with one of the articles I read, they brought it up like you wouldn't have a wedding, you wouldn't glorify a wedding at a concentration camp. No, you wouldn't. And a, and, and a plantation is basically that. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. We worked you till you died. Or we killed you if we felt like it. Mm-hmm. Or we raped you if we felt like it. Yep. So why are you making this glamorous story? Behind, like, like, no. It goes back to what I was saying earlier, not romanticizing, I probably used the wrong word earlier, but sensationalizing, like, death, black, you know, the death of and martyrdom of black bodies, you know what I mean? It's just, it's sick. And, and our, they don't care. Like, that's just the whole, the whole truth of the matter. They don't give a shit. And th- what they give a shit about is you reminding them. Mm-hmm. Like, right. I care about that. Don't tell me. I'm right. mm-hmm. talking about, about slaves. We don't want to mm-hmm. hear about that at the plantation. Exactly. I mean, you're sitting here still making money mm-hmm. off of this plantation. That right. you like to call a farm. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. It don't matter. I commend them for having a dialogue and and implementing mm-hmm. and deciding to implement these changes. Even if, like, I did see some of them weren't 
going to necessarily take the venues off. However, they were going to change like the type of adjectives that were used to describe it. Right. So Pinterest said weddings should be a symbol of love and unity. Plantations represent none of those things. We no. are grateful to color of change for bringing attention to this disrespectful practice. Bride said, Bride is an inclusive place where everyone can feel celebrated. Content glorifying plantations is not in line with our core values. Uh, Zola said, We reevaluated all of our venues lists, and Zola, and oh, I'm sorry, Zola said, We reevaluated all of our venues listed on Zola and determined we will not allow vendors who list that they are plantations. Um, the knot and the wedding, uh, the wedding wire said the company was working to, um, wait, oh, can't read. The company was working on new guidelines to ensure all couples feel welcomed and respected on our sites and to prohibit vendors from using language that romanticizes or glorifies a history that includes slavery. So the knot and wedding wire are the two that aren't taking them down, but they're changing how they're talked about on their sites. Okay. Okay. I'd like them to be gone, but you know, whatever. All right. Look, I wouldn't live on a street that had the word... A neighborhood. No, any of it. Nothing. Keep your plantations. Nothing. I'm, you're not about to normalize it over here. Your confederate, your plantation, yeah, anything. Reading that made me think about the um, the subdivision that was built around that um, plantation in Baton Rouge. There's a few of them. I, I remember reading... I remember reading, you know, the website where people can, like, buy the lot and build their their home and the story for it had nothing to do with the history other than the fact that the man bought his wife a house that just so happened to be a plantation. Yeah. That's how white people like talk about these things. And I remember getting upset because, um, there was another article that actually stated the true history of the plantation. And of course, you know, slavery with all its horrid, you know, horrific, events and you left all that out you just said this man bought his wife a house that so happened to be a plantation and it survived the civil war that's the only way they can feel good about themselves they can't you can't tell you can't tell the story of slavery like in its entirety with all its atrocities and, and horrific things Mm-hmm. And still feel good about your ancestors and how you've accumulated the wealth that you have. You can't feel mm-hmm. good about that if you really look at what actually happened. Right. So you have to make up lies to coddle yourself to feel better about what the, your ancestors have done. So what happens mm-hmm. if these people start going and changing it to, I don't know, what was that guy's name in South Carolina? Uh, Mac McRae. Something he changes it to farmhouse and gardens mm. instead of plantation. Oh no, it's still a plantation, boo. Get get out. It's still like, a plantation. You could tear it down. You could do that, but <laughs> they're not gonna tear that change. down. No, he's not. You can't just change the name and call it something different. That's not how this works. You can't change the plaque on an orange tree to apple tree and make it an apple tree. That's not how this works. It's still producing mm-hmm. oranges. Stop. Y'all can't do this. It's a plantation. You could have it for history. You can have people don't forget what happened, but trying to change to trying to rewrite the narrative so it's something you are comfortable <laughs> with is not gonna cut it. Mm-hmm. It's a goddamn farm, boy, please. And yeah. <laughs> uh, this radio analyst for the 49ers has gotten suspended because he was talking mad crazy about Lamar Jackson. 
Girl, I can't believe he let that come out of his mouth. Okay, okay so if y'all missed it on Monday, well, oh, well, okay. If you missed it on Sunday, the uh, Baltimore Ravens beat the San Francisco 49ers, which I was very happy about yeah, personally. That was a good game. Because I needed them to have another loss. Go Saints. Anyway, um, if you missed it, you know, you're not a football fan, haven't paid any attention. Lamar Jackson is a black quarterback for Baltimore. Uh, he has been doing quite well. Quite Phenomenally. Well. Quite well. They're, they're 10 and 2, just like us, you know, quite well. Um, right now, they, they, I think they're on top of the AFC, just totally. Mm-hmm. We're on top of the NFC, in case you were wondering. <laughs> <laughs> Quick plug for the Saints. <laughs> They're on top of AFC right now. People are talking about them as Super Bowl contenders. Uh, they're looking real good. And a lot of that good looks is on the strength of Lamar Jackson. Uh, Mr. Tim Ryan is an analysis for the 40, uh, an analysis analyst <laughs> for the 49ers. And on Monday, he got on the radio and said, he's really good at the fake Lamar Jackson. But when you consider his dark skin color with a dark football and a dark uniform, you could not see the ball. And you know, I wonder, like, when white people make these statements, what the hell do y'all be thinking? Like, did you think no one was listening? Did you think nobody was like, going to say anything? Like, what I, What were you thinking? I, did you not think people were going to catch it? Like, you could sit here and talk about his skills with football, but when you started talking about his skin color, you had to have known. Like, before it came out your mouth and you thought about it, should have stopped. Of course, he's he's apologized. You know how that goes. Where's um, <laughs> your apology? <laughs> keep it. You said what keep you it. said. You meant that. He said, I regret my choice of words in trying to describe the conditions of the game. Lamar Jackson is, is an MVP caliber player, and I respect him greatly. No, you don't. I want to no, you don't. apologize to him and anyone else I offended. You don't know. You are not. No, no, no. You just described this man's skin with the football, with pig skin. And, but see, more than that, it's. No, yeah, that's. More that's than that. Because his skin is brown. Yeah, I mean, more than that, it's, it's to, to disparage the greatness that is within exactly. Lamar Jackson. Because right. That, that is the problem. To act like the only reason that the right. dumb 49ers didn't know what was going on because they couldn't see the damn ball and not Correct. because Lamar Jackson is great. Forget you. Correct. Guys. We're not doing this. Correct. That boy is amazing and y'all gonna stop playing like he isn't. Exactly. And it's like white men do everything in their power whenever there's a great black quarterback to minimize whatever accomplishments or achievements that he has. Oh, it's because of this. Oh, it's because of that. You know what I mean? No, it's, boo, it's because really, he's great. Mm-hmm. It's say and that. they didn't expect Lamar to have such a great season. Like the he was a career. Not, like, he because you know not. they were they were talking about Lamar needed to be a wide receiver and mm-hmm. not a quarterback because he mm-hmm. didn't know how to pass the ball. Blah 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 yep. blah blah. And then he started passing the damn ball in y'all asses. Mm-hmm. Like and running and running. Oh. Whoop. Don't let him throw it to himself and catch it too. Okay. <laughs> Don't let him do it all, okay? <laughs> Catching passes, exactly. throwing passes. Y'all going to keep Lamar's name out y'all mouth talking crazy. What's wrong with y'all? I just, I don't, I don't understand. I really don't understand why white people have to act like this and then act surprised when people get mad at them for acting like this. Like, what did y'all think was going to happen? Because they don't see nothing wrong with it. 
They don't see nothing wrong with it until they're called out and then they want to apologize. And I think they only apologize because the people who sign their checks say apologize. And within the NFL, they're fine with black people being great wide receivers. They're fine right. with black people being mm-hmm. great running backs. Running backs. Or running backs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could be a great mm-hmm. lineman blocking all this stuff. That's good. That's fine. But they have a specific problem with a black quarterback and that pisses they do. off. And it's they been do. the whole time. Like, it's nothing new. Mm-hmm. Y'all have always had problems with black quarterbacks. You've always held black quarterbacks with this different standard than everybody else. Because I really don't understand why everybody's all cool with Ben Rapersberger being in the league, but Michael Vick is having a problem. Like, I really Child. don't get it. Still. Child. I don't get it. Child. How is it that rapists, murderers, and domestic violence perpetrators are all cool with y'all, but this man, who actually did not fight dogs himself, just had it happening on his property, is a problem for y'all? And had to sit down for some mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. But the rest of that's cool. Child. I just, I can't. And probably have owners who go to Africa and kill giraffes for a living. Mm-hmm. Like, that's fine. Stop Elephant it. tusks and all that. <laughs> yeah. I just, you know what? I remember it being said back back in the day. That a black man couldn't be a head coach in the NFL or a quarterback in the NFL because they weren't basically smart enough or intelligent enough to hold those positions. Mm-hmm. And it's still, you know, the 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 residue of that thought process is still there. This it's still there. This is the year of the black quarterback. Okay, hello. You hear me? Hello. Top you hear five. me? Russell Clark. Top five. R- Russell's doing big things over there. Russell's yeah, quarterback, y'all. Russell. Thanks, Russell. You won on Monday and I needed you Russell to. You're the reason I'm on that, top of the NFC right now. Mama, He's, He's the too. reason I'm in the playoffs in my fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> Russell over there tearing it up. Yep. Deshaun down there in Houston tearing it up. Yep. Lamar's up there, tearing like we told y'all, tearing it up. Look, guys, th- this it is up. it. Well, Dak ain't doing that well because the well, Cowboys Dak, are Dak's losing. losing currently, but you know, what else? <laughs> uh, quiet as it's kept, my 10 and 2 Saints, five of them 10. Come on, Teddy. Like, Come on, the Teddy. year of the yes, black quarterback. Teddy. Yes, Teddy. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater. Hey, Teddy. Teddy. You know, respect my quarterbacks. All I can think about my black quarterbacks. That strut he did when he went back home to oh, Miami. With the, the dancers? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Teddy's great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm really tired of this this stigma and this this mindset that white people have. Because mm-hmm. I don't we don't have it over here. But we don't white and people I guess have that, that yeah. for whatever reason they've made up in their heads, black men aren't good enough to be quarterback because they keep proving y'all wrong. And they're going to keep Every proving time. y'all wrong. Because Lamar Jackson just got here. Mm-hmm. Deshaun mm-hmm. Watson just got here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kyler Murray's not doing that great, but he just got here too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is it um, here? Patrick Mahomes ain't he black? Yep, yep, Patrick. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mr. But MVP. Here they here. He doing good. Come they on. here. I mean, James mm-hmm. is And they not they gonna be here for a long time. Cam Cam's kinda on a down slope, but you know who was here, was doing things at some point, went to Super Bowl and everything. Right. And y'all already know how I feel about Colin Kaepernick. So here we are. They're here. Yeah. And they're, they're doing here. great. They here to stay too. They ain't going nowhere. 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 Mm-hmm. 
and watch, then everybody, be, they going to want a Lamar Jackson on the team. They're going to need a Lamar that, Jackson. That, that you got to need a Lamar Jackson. Right? And catch That's the crazy thing. And... How, many, how many teams real life passed this band up? He mm. was the 32nd overall pick in 2008 draft. Wow. 2018 draft. Mm-hmm. They regretting them picks, huh? Sure is. Because who was number one? Baker? Baker Mayfield? Hmm. Ooh, How's that going I, think, I think so. How's that going, Cleveland? Awful oh, trash. Girl. <laughs> girl. <laughs> and Baker was oh, talking big. Cleveland out. just can't get right. Cleveland got all these, these, uh, all these all-stars and still can't get their life together. Stephen A. did just say that Baker got more um, commercials than wins, which is not inaccurate. <laughs> no, that's well, true. Actually. I'm still, I'm still, I'm on thin ice with Stephen A. Oh, no, 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 no. Stephen can good, go. That was a good comment. Stephen can go. Stephen has shown <laughs> over and damn over why ESPN keeps paying him money. I'm done. Stephen mm-hmm. can go. Mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes, though, I feel like with him as animated as he is, I feel like he just be talking out the side of his neck sometimes. Lots of oh, time. yeah. I feel Correct. like that's why, yeah. he's that's why he's there. Right? Yeah. He's there to be the loud black man that the white people can't agree with. And I'm not here for it. Shout out to my black quarterbacks, though. Oh, all of them. Even <laughs> and the my black I coaches, too. You know, and, be and cheerful because you're in my division. The rest of you. All of you. <laughs> and continue to be great. Right. Right. <sighs> Speaking of black football, that is where our black national treasure comes from today. Okay, Mr. Dunn. So, um, our black national treasure for today is Warwick Dunn. He is a Baton Rouge hometown hero. What, what? Uh, He sure is. mm -hmm. And he has been named the 2019 Sports Illustrated recipient of the Muhammad Ali Legacy Award. So the, a legacy, the Muhammad Ali Legacy Award celebrates individuals whose dedication to the ideals and sportsmanship has spanned decades and whose career in athletics has directly or indirectly impacted the world. Uh, Mr. Dunn played 14 seasons in the NFL. He played for both. He just, you know, had to be all in my division. He played for the Falcons and the Buccaneers. Um, and during his rookie season at the age of 22, he started, it's called the Homes for Holidays programs. And this program provides economically disadvantaged single parents and their families the opportunity to own a home. Uh, he started this in tribute to his late mother, Betty Smothers, who was a Baton Rouge police officer. She was killed um, while on, well, she wasn't on duty, but she was killed while she was working um, as an off-duty police officer. Um, she was a single mother of six and working to have money for her children. Mm. Um in 2002, he founded the Warwick Dunn Charities, and it's an expansion of the Home for the Holidays program. And it also has other programs that combat poverty and improve the quality of life and for families academically, socially, and economically. Uh, to date, Mr. Dunn has provided houses for over uh, has provided over 170 houses for families in need. That's beautiful. So there is not, he's very deserving of this award. Baton Rouge is hugely proud of him. And he deserves this. Also, 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 y'all, did you guys know that one of those houses he gave away Mm -hmm. was to Deshaun Watson's mom? Mm -hmm. I saw that. No! Yeah. Yeah. We were talking about it on the Texas game last week. Mm -hmm. That's That's where I heard it, watching the game. Mm -hmm. Yep. 
Yeah, I did too. I heard of little Deshaun Watson on the couch with Warwick Dunn. Yeah, it's kind of great. Yeah, yeah, that is so beautiful. But that lets you know that goes back to being able to help those less fortunate to give a foundation. Right. It goes back to look the opening statement that we said, you know, like doing stuff mm-hmm. for others and, you know, not just for yourself. Like, yeah, the impact that you can have on people. We don't even know if just that interaction that Deshaun Watson had when, you know, his mother Probably. got that home mm-hmm. had such mm-hmm. a, you know, a lasting effect uh, on him. Impact on him. Probably changed the direction of his life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. I love yeah, it. I love it. it. Is. That was a great national treasure. It was. was great. Baton Rouge homes out here is you got to do it big for them. Zweeby or whatever. We have a question, y'all. Oh, we do. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, girl. Yep, yep, we got a question. So the question is, uh, I don't remember who it came from. Well, I remember, but we have to think of a name. Um, Turkey. Oh, no, is that rude? Wait. (laughs) (laughs) What you say, Paris? Watson. 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 That's Watson. Watson. Okay, yeah. I was just thinking Thanksgiving, so turkey. <laughs> so Watson asks, have political parties helped or hurt America? I don't think it's necessarily helped or hurt. I think they're necessary evil. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you have to have you can't just oh just vote for somebody because then it's like it's everything is all split and it's a big old it's chaos. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You have to have yeah, organization in every realm of society you can't just be willy-nilly yeah i think if people were just out here voting for random people and there were right. no political parties it'd be pretty chaotic it'd be yeah, yeah. It, mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> uh political parties do help people kind of align their viewpoints and so you're right. able to to kind of know at least generally we agree on these things mm. right um, now there might be some differences how we get there differences in, in degrees and, and levels and all this mm-hmm. things, but generally we're on the same page generally we agree about moving in this direction generally we see eye to eye on these things mm-hmm. um, now I will say the current political climate with everything being so polarized is not yeah. necessarily beneficial right because right. we're in a right. Face that like working across the aisles is almost looked down upon instead of how it used to be. It was like that was a selling point for people. Mm-hmm. Like I've been mm-hmm. able to work with people who I have different viewpoints with. Today it's like, why are you over there consorting with the enemy? Right. What you got going on? You really want to be a Republican? What's up? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's, no. it's, it's kind of yeah. It's 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 a little contentious and it's hard to do and it's hard to get anything done like that. And that is why people are always hollering about the gridlock in Congress and how nothing's getting done. Well, nothing's getting done because they've lost the ability to work together. Right. Now, whether that is because that's just kind of the climate in the country and they're going in the way of the country, or that's kind of how they turned in Congress and the country is following them, I'm not real sure. It's kind of a chicken or the egg situation. But either way, here we are. That was going to be my response. Yeah. If- I'm not sure how we necessarily got here so much because, I mean, mean, we're about 30 years old, give or take. So, I mean, we've only been voting the last not that many years. Like, it's kind of been like this my whole political life. It's it's gone more this way. But, I mean, the first time I voted for president, it was Barack Obama. We were divided as hell. So, I mean. (laughs) Right. I I love saying that. 
We've I been here. I love saying that the first time I voted was for Barack Obama. It was for Obama. Barack Obama. I love too. saying that. It's wonderful. I love saying that. But no, I was going to agree with you that I feel like political parties hurt when they prohibit you or stop you from being able from to agree. work yeah. with mm-hmm. other folks. They but like, I do think without the stance, like without the, the lockstep of the Republican Party, I think there would be people, senators, that would be willing to look at the facts of this impeachment stuff and just mm. the facts for what they are. And just say, yeah, this is this this is this isn't right. This is an impeachable offense. But because of the Republican Party and the fact that they all have to kind of lock arms and and be this one united coalition against the oh my god so bad Democrats, they mm-hmm. can't see the forest for the trees. They're just kind of like, well, we can't we can't acknowledge that any of it is wrong. Because if we do, we run the risk of being ostracized by our party party. and by our Mm -hmm. constituents. And we can't risk that because the Democrats aren't going to vote for us. So what do we do? Mm -hmm. So not to say that, not to give them any kind of passes, but I kind of understand a little why they are where they are. Right. Holding on for dear life. Yeah, they need to stop being where they are. It's it's not good. And it's, it's, it's bad for the country, honestly. But mm-hmm. I, I get why they are where they are, but they need to man up and get get their lives because I can't. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. I don't think. I mean, political parties they help they help disseminate information. They help make information digestible and understandable to just the common mm-hmm. people. Because I mean, if y'all have never read a bill, they get long Ooh, and technical child. and crazy and, and convoluted. Yeah, yeah, everybody doesn't want to read that stuff. So somebody needs to be able to kind of, this is kind of what it says, and mm-hmm. give it back to you in a way that you can understand. So, I mean, I, I understand why people might feel in today, in 2019, almost 2020, that political parties seem to be detrimental because they can in ways. Because they stop people from almost independently thinking for thinking. themselves. Yeah, it That's does another do that. problem. Yes, yes. It so, does do that. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah. kind of like this pack mentality. We're all all for one, one for all. We need to go this direction right. or that direction, and that's not necessarily what needs to happen in all instances. I mean, and in order be. to have a healthy debate, you kind of need some different opinions. Yeah, you do. But I think like how you said about how you need somebody there that can break down these laws and these bills and stuff. I think in some situations too, your party sometimes cherry pick those things too and make you think mm-hmm. a certain way. Also, oh, that can be hurtful too. Yeah, and that actually has contributed to the polarization because if you're not giving Mm -hmm. people a full view of what's going on, they only get the bad stuff or they only get the good stuff and they miss everything else. So, I mean, there needs to just kind of be like some transparency in all of it in order to have a full kind of understanding of what's happening. But, you know, people don't like transparency. That's not good for them. Transparency is needed, especially during now and dealing with politics. But but yes, thank you for the question, Watson. We love questions. Whoop, whoop. Thank you. Okay, I think Therese has our closing statement. Okay, okay. And we'll just keep it going with the, a little bit consistency with Fred Hampton. And he states, if you ever think about me and you ain't going to do no revolutionary act, forget about me. I don't want myself on your mind if you're not going to work for the people. Come on. Come through. I wish I could have heard this in his voice. Right. I know. He was so, uh, 
Y'all, it pains me that so many of our leaders were just killed. Like, just, just killed. Just and he was, killed. what, 21, 22? Yeah, he was young. Yeah, he was young. A child. He was really young. <laughs> like, they called us, baby. You a baby. He was really young. Like, I do suggest that everybody do their research on him to know the truth. Mm-hmm. And what are the, the what, what are the things that he was putting together before he was murdered? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just, people, like today, people wonder, like, oh, my God, where are all the leaders? They killed them. That, that's that's where they are. They're in the Literally. Grace. They killed them. No, seriously. They killed them. Yeah. And honestly, I, yeah. I, I have feelings about the ones they didn't kill. So, you know. <laughs> well, I just, I wonder. I feel like if you was about that life, they murdered you. And so they if would, you, you, if you made dead. it out mm-hmm. about that life, you may not have been. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. I'm yeah, not calling I, no names. I'm I, just saying. I'll wait till we stop recording. <laughs> That's it for us, guys. <laughs> All right, y'all. Have a, we love y'all. Have a uh, good week. Thank you for like, listening, and subscribe. Please tell your friends, tell your mama, tell, tell everybody. Tell um, your mom. Ma. <laughs> tell your pa. I'm going to sing your back um, We didn't have a talk about it Thursday this week because this is just our week off, but we will uh, next week going forward. Just to give y'all a little heads up, we will be taking a break for Christmas and New Year's. We need breaks. Yep. We need breaks. But we will be back. Um, so we have another episode before then. So y'all, y'all are good. Um, and that's it. We love y'all. Bye.